You're listening to Quick Five with the Morgan Hill Chamber of Commerce. Welcome to this edition of the Morgan Hill Chamber of Commerce's Quick Five Podcast. Five questions with the Morgan Hill Chamber of Commerce. My name is Nick Yeh, CEO and President, along with Kyla McLaughlin, our Director of Social Media and Digital Advertising, Podcast Producer and Co-host. We hope today's conversation is both informative and relevant to our community. You know, with us this afternoon in the spotlight of this podcast represents one of our four-legged nonprofits, Town Cats. Now, at this time, I would ask our listeners to join Kylie and me welcoming Megan Hassenauer to the microphone. <laughs> Megan, welcome. You know, if it's okay with you, this allowed me to provide our listeners just a little context that may help tee up our conversation and give our listeners a little history of the Town Cats Foundation. You know, as we understand it, Town Cats began its journey well over 23 years ago, founded by Rossi Mirko with a singular purpose to save feline lives with compassion, respect, and love. And from what we've learned, Rossi was fully and passionately committed to rescue and save countless cats, while in doing so has inspired others to follow, hence the foundation was born. You know, all of us in Morgan Hill are both grateful and appreciative of the local work our Morgan Hill Town Cats volunteers do 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So with that as a short preamble, let's begin the conversation. Yes, and let's start with the reason Town Cats is around. What is Town Cats' mission statement and what drives you specifically to live it every day? Yeah, so our mission is to alleviate the suffering of stray, abandoned, unwanted, and feral cats in Santa Clara County and serve as advocates for all cats. Plain and simple, we love cats and yeah. we want to coexist with them. I work for town cats with town cats because I love cats, but I didn't even have a cat when I first started working at town cats. I had a dog at a Shiba Inu. I still have him. He is also a cat. (laughs) Since working with town cats, have you acquired a cat? I have acquired two. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mostly they moved in. They they were foster fails actually. Oh, okay. Um, So the first day I walked into the shelter, there was this little kitten and she just started screaming and yelling. And I picked her up and I never put her down. Yeah. She came home with me. Um, I fostered her. I swore I wasn't adopting her. And then I just, someone actually applied to adopt her. And I said, oh no. And so I called the person. I very nicely said, I'm so sorry. She's not available anymore. Yeah. <laughs> because that's when I decided I was going to have to adopt her. She has a home. Yeah. She's never leaving it. Um, and then our second cat came to us in a similar fashion. Of we were fostering him. He's a monster. And I decided nobody else would be able to deal with him. So we adopted him as well. Yeah. Um, but, you had already learned to love the monster. Yes. Yeah. He's, like, he's, he's crazy. Um, but really, it's opening the door to letting people understand what cats are, not only in the home, but in our community and kind of ensuring that someone is speaking for the cats because cats can't speak for themselves. So that's what we do. You know, Megan, one of the most obvious ways you work towards accomplishing your mission is through your adoption and fostering programs. Now, what is the adoption process like for someone waiting to get a cat or a kitten through Town Cats? So the adoption process really starts on our website um, or in person if you come to our shelter and meet our cats. You would meet a cat or see them online, fill out an application. Uh, The process is completely online. And then our adoptions coordinator will reach out to either schedule an appointment or uh, if the cat is in foster, schedule a meetup or a meet and greet. And from there, really, it's kind of the cat chooses you. If you guys get along and your paperwork checks out, then we will send you a payment link. Um, you can pay cash or check too, but everything is online these days. So it's easier that way. And then you bring a carrier in and then you take your cat home. Uh, we do have a couple of important notes. One, we do not advocate for a declawing of cats so if you are planning to do that you are not adopting from town cats yeah Yeah. um and our cats need to be indoor only because 
a fun fact is that the average lifespan of an outdoor cat is actually only three years. So oh. it's, I mean, we want them to be outside, but you can put them on a harness and you can take them for walks. I've trained mm-hmm. my cats to do it. Um, we do not want cats to get run over by cars and right. we do not want them to live awful lives outside. Now there are some cats that do live outside and we have programs to appreciate and make sure they're taken care of as well. But if you're adopting from us, your cat needs to be indoors. Yeah, I think yeah. that's fair. And I think yeah, it's good that you yeah. do such a in-depth adoption preamble, you mm-hmm. know, getting to know the people who are adopting the cat and letting them get to know the cat before mm-hmm. they just yeah. walk in, take them out and take them home. Because it's good to kind of get acquainted before mm-hmm. the cat goes into this strange new place with strange new people. Yeah. yeah. And the big thing we're trying to avoid is people returning their cats, right? Yeah. Um, often cats who come back into our care because things don't work out, they spend longer times in the shelter, they don't adjust well, they become stressed, anxious, mm-hmm. their behavior becomes a problem and it's making it harder to get them adopted and then at the end of the day the cat is suffering and yeah. we don't want that for anyone so having the extra long process and we're not one we won't go to your house like we're not yeah. doing that <laughs> not uh, doing but we want to know who but... is taking our cats home because they are yeah. all of our yeah. cats like we've a lot of the cats we have we've seen since they were babies you know yeah. so no, right. we do care about them so. yeah is there a um extra sort of conversation you have around this time of year because I know around the holidays you're dealing with that a lot with the whole people adopting and then bringing them back a couple months later yeah so you know we're just always pretty cautious our adoptions coordinator is really great she reads people very well um, and she's very involved in the process no cat gets adopted without her stamping approval right yeah we, so the crazy thing is we will run our Home for the Holidays adoption event, and that's the whole month of December, and all cats are only $50. Yeah. That being said, it is on our application. If the pet is a gift, we go through a whole separate process with that. Okay, Just yeah. to ensure that no one's getting cats gifted to them that, that they, they don't, don't actually want. want. Yeah, um, that's yeah. fair. We try to be involved, but the uh, the goal is to be 100%, 100% of the time, so we don't have to have the extra conversation. Yeah, I think that's smart. You know, it's actually near and dear to my heart. Uh, well, while my daughter was in grade school and I'm going to believe through high school, we were a fostering home for, for cats for many, many years, and that, which is why we ended up with several okay. cats. How many cats house. did you actually keep? Well, we, we typically would at least keep one cat out of the litter <laughs> over the course of That's all those years. Uh, so it's, they're very special individuals that really surround themselves yeah. to take care of and take care of our cats. And it is something that's truly important, not just here in Morgan Hill, but you know, our surrounding communities as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they're companion animals. Yeah. They mm-hmm. really are. So you have to understand how to be a friend to cats. And more than any other pet, I feel like your neighbors have access to your cat. Because <laughs> so often cats are sort of indoor-outdoor yeah. creatures. They're always roaming and wandering across fence lines, you know. Mm-hmm. Whereas you can kind of monitor how your dog is going to interact with people. You can't always be there for when your cat gets to hang out with people you don't know. So exactly. <laughs> it's good that everyone gets an understanding of how to hang out with a cat. Yeah. Another way you work towards advocating for the health and well-being of the cats of Santa Clara County is through outreach and education. Can you tell us a few things that you would hope people know about cats and their care and rescue? Yeah, I think most importantly is not every cat likes to be picked up. But it's not because I have to restrain myself sometimes when I see our community uh-huh. cats in the neighborhood and I go, oh, I want to, I'm like, nope, that cat does not want to be pet. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, a, a cat is a lifetime 
it, you can't just give it up, you know. To be frank, there's two reasons why you should be surrendering your cats because you're dead or because you're homeless and you don't have a place for it to live. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, um, and most people would say there's one reason it's because you're dead. <laughs> but I, um, we have a community outreach that we do called the Community Cat Cupboard. And that's where people can sign up to get food, litter, other supplies through us. And that's a way for us to help people keep cats in homes mm-hmm. when they are going through hard times. Again, the thing is that the cat is, you are that cat's best friend for its whole life. There's sure. no option. So mm-hmm. you need to be committed to 20 mm-hmm. plus years sometimes. And that's something a lot of people don't realize. They think kittens, they think cat, and then poop. Like, they yeah. don't realize it's going to be 15, 20. I mean, I think the longest cat that lived was like 25 years or something like yeah. that. Yeah, no. I think a lot of people so. don't realize the time commitment no. that comes with a cat. Because mm-hmm. they think pet, mm-hmm. and most people think mm-hmm. like 10 to 15 years, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, the tops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you're talking cat, 15 mm-hmm. is kind of a minimum. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. If that's it's right. well taken care of yeah. and, you know, mm-hmm. healthy. And you're right. And I think it goes beyond responsibility. It becomes an obligation, right, when, mm-hmm. once you make that commitment. Yeah. And that's something you're absolutely right. Right, Kylie. Some people don't don't think about the years to come. Mm-hmm. And they're thinking about the immediate, uh, and it's it's a tough decision to make. And they also don't think about the hard part of being a pet owner. You know, all the vet visits <laughs> and all of the accidental injuries and all of the stuff like that. I know you were dealing with an accidental injury recently. We actually rescheduled the recording of this because you were needed elsewhere because one of your cats didn't make their jump. Is that what happened? Yeah, she just missed <laughs> whatever she was jumping on and. She broke her leg, and <laughs> it was a complete fluke, like accident. Nobody, nobody yeah. really saw it as much as we just heard it. And then we had to take her to the vet, and then the vet said we couldn't keep her leg; we had to get it amputated. Um, all in day's work, right? And she's great. She got she got all stitched up. She went to foster, and then she went right back into the shelter like the next day. So it was like a two day procedure, and then that day she got adopted. Yeah, so, so she's doing great. She's amazing. She's amazing. <laughs> but that does, um, it just goes to speak to all the things that you don't think about with pet ownership, all the things that are going to come up, whether it is something like that, such an extreme injury where they end up having to lose a leg or even just, you know, tummy aches and <laughs> things like that where, you know, you still have to pay a vet bill and you still have to stay home with them if they're, you know, needed. And so people don't really think about that. And I know Town Cat specializes in caring for cats that may need that extra care What kind of extra things are you having to address that most shelters aren't equipped for? So one thing a lot of shelters are actually equipped for and can deal with, but prefer not to, is ringworm. Mm. And it's something we're dealing with right now. (laughs) (laughs) We actually just deep cleaned our ringworm wards. They're two separate spaces from the rest of the cats because we're a free roaming shelter, so our cats free roam. But then we have these two rooms and we keep cats who are sick. And then recently we had ringworms, so we deep cleaned those. And then just today, our cat care staff came in and told me, oh, these cats have ringworm. (laughs) So we're right back at it. Yeah. Um, But it's a good thing they were clean. We were proactive. Yeah, you were ready to go. go. (laughs) Um, And the thing about ringworm is it's a two to four week long process to get rid of it. Um, And highly contagious, right? Highly contagious. So it's not actually a parasite. It's a fungus Mm -hmm. infection Mm -hmm. and it spreads through like spores and air so you know the crazy thing is potentially like our whole shelter could have ringworms yeah yeah but it's a process and it takes time and a lot of other shelters don't want to deal with it so those cats go up on the needs rescue lists or they do just get euthanized yeah um and so we will pull ringworm cats if 
you know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Our team hates it when yeah. we make that <laughs> sure. decision. Sure. Uh, but we will yeah. pull them out of other shelters. You know, if it's just a five-week-old kitten that's otherwise healthy, like, yes, we're going to help that. Yeah, kitten. you have um, the time and space to do it. Yeah, and that's, you know, I would say that's, like, the easiest. You know, there's other things. We deal with eye inoculation, which are simple procedures, but it's the lead-up. The infections in the eye, doing the eye drops, doing mm-hmm. all that to go through that yeah, process right. to then determine... Oh no, this cat is not going to need to die anymore. Um, I also can't imagine trying to give a cat eye drops. That is, oh a, my God. yeah, that, yeah, that is, <laughs> yeah hard. I, bet, I bet that's so hard. <laughs> uh, you you got to basically burrito them. Yeah. Um, yes. Lots of treats, and then they hate you for a day or two. Yeah. And you still have to. And they let you know that too. Yeah, they do. They let you know that. They hold a grudge out loud, cats. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so that um, FIV is something I wouldn't say we specialize in, but we're not scared of those cats. Mm-hmm. Um, we're working right now with San Jose Animal Care Center a little bit. So they had an FIV cat that we were maybe going to take from them, but they found it a foster, so it's all good. Oh, yeah. But you know, they reached out to us because they said, we know that you're not scared of this. Yeah. You have the ability to handle it. And we said, you know, yeah, please do not euthanize that cat. Please give it to us. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's kind of, you know, just what we do is other shelters reach out to us. We reached out to them. Um, weird cases, uh, senior cats, FIV, eye problems, ringworm. I'm trying to think of any uh, uh, three-legged cats. We've had about three of those this year now, um, which I, again, like as we talked, it's not hard a day or two and they're fine. Yeah, um, right. they But it's really, it's, um, it's a recovery. It's the recovery, yeah. which is tough, and you have to have fosters that are willing to do medical care That's or right. even just see some gross stuff sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Care for medical is never yeah. fun. I've definitely dealt with cats where they've gotten into fights, and now they have cysts that you have to deal with, mm-hmm. and you know, stuff like that. And it's mm-hmm. it's not cute, you know, no. <laughs> no. but it's something you have mm-hmm. to do for your loved mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have foster families that you have, like, partnerships with, like, that you just go mm-hmm. back to constantly? Yeah, so we have... Uh, Throughout the year, we have a bunch of fosters that come in and go. Some just adopt, so then they can't foster anymore. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Eventually, or they're not willing to. Um, I know that feeling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we always push them. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> the kitten season's right around the corner. Um, but we do have, I would say, a group of like 20-ish fosters oh, that that's are just a good pool. pretty consistent yeah, that's um, great, actually, throughout the year yeah. that will be with us. And we have, you know within that group five to ten that I know I could call if I had an emergency and they yeah. would take on more than they wanted to. Yeah, so we that's have, good. It, it's a team effort. No one can do their job without the other person. And, right. like, yeah. I can't do my job without the fosters. And the cats need all of us. So. Yeah, so is really, the way for yeah. nonprofits. You kind of can't do it without the support team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always about the team around you. Before we get to the last question, I mean, what's your average number of, of occupants? How many cats do you typically see in, say, in a month? So I would say it really actually depends. So within our shelter, right uh, right now, I think we have about 80 to 90 cats. Oh, my God. Um, And they'll go in and out, right, because we have pet store locations. So at our pet stores, like Petco, we can only have four. So we definitely have four there. Um, And then at Pet Food Express, I think we can have up to 15 to 20, depending on size. So there are months. And then there's kitten season, right? Yeah, and so there's kitten season, which runs, I mean, uh, the argument is that it's getting longer and longer each year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I've only been in animal welfare for about four years now, but I think it is, but maybe I'm just tired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, during kitten season, we'll take yeah. in uh, yeah. 100, maybe yeah. 200. Wow. Up, I think 200 is the most. That's for amazing, example, last year yeah. we took in, over the course of the year, we took right. in 
six, over 600 cats, and we found homes for 400 or 526. Wow. So our numbers are going to be a little smaller this year, and that is because strategically, money-wise, we cannot actually yeah. do that yeah. many cats here. I'm surprised year. anybody could do 500 to 600 uh, kittens I, in a year. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm almost yeah. speechless just to hear that Yeah, number. scale back, I think, is smart. Yeah. <laughs> and for those that may be naive like myself, Let's define cat season. Yeah, so we would yeah. say like kitten seasons probably starts in April. We'll yeah. say okay. hard start in April. Um, last year we had kittens coming in in October. Wow. Okay. Like, but I think yeah. the official end, so to speak, is September. Yeah. August, okay. September. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so right after spring, new yeah, birth, spring, all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it does make sense. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we had kittens in December last year. They, wow, they don't stop. This no. is why it's so important to TNR. Yeah, um, and you know, and where are you getting? Are these just cats that people like find on the streets? Like, what? Yeah. I mean, yeah. so the process, the way it works for us, uh, because we are not government funded and we're just nonprofit, we yeah. don't have any contracts. We work with other shelters in the area, so San okay. Jose, San Martin, yeah. Los Banos. Yeah. Uh, is a big one. Pets in need. Anyone in the We Care Coalition, which is five shelters, forgive me because I'm not sure who is all a part of that coalition because <laughs> everyone's just busy. Yeah. But we work with all the other shelters and then we pull animals. So a lot of the kittens that you see during kitten right. season are strays. Okay. They're, people have found them in their backyards or people mm-hmm. have found them in parking lots and they're trying hard to take them wherever they can to get the care they need. Yeah. And so we go in and we pull from rescues uh we will take from the general public sometimes people who have found uh, animals but we because of our limited capacity and everything we stress that people take them to the shelters first and then, and then you we'll pull, pull. Yeah. yeah and that gives us a little more leeway in what we can and can't take and it, it helps because government funded organizations need to be doing this it helps the numbers mm-hmm. go right so they can process because we'll keep track of certain things but they keep track of all of the everything right. they right. also have a vet on staff which we don't mm-hmm. so we really like them to see mm-hmm. the cats before we get them. Yeah, I think that's totally (laughs) fair to want them to see it. Absolutely. You know, it also kind of speaks to the extensive network, right, that you built with other similar like-minded organizations as well as in the county, etc. And it really requires that because when you just look at the sheer number through kitten season alone, Mm -hmm. uh, it's just really almost overwhelming to think about it. Yeah. But it's a perfect lead-in for our last question because now we're talking a little bit about kind of fiscal responsibility with how you actually kind of manage the work that you do every day. So with all of the local felines in need, there comes a need for community support, right? So how can this community, Morgan Hill Support, kind of speak towards donations, the need for volunteers, foster families, uh, uh, whatever may be required on your end? What, what does it really take? Yeah, so really, at being a nonprofit, we drive off of monetary donations because that's the only way we're going to be able to pay our staff. That's the only way we're going to be able to pay for cat food, cat litter, vet bills. And vet bills are definitely the biggest cost we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have an angel fund, which goes toward unexpected medical costs. Mm-hmm. And that we try and fund. That's what we do for our Giving Tuesday. That Those are the biggest costs, the random like getting broken yeah will cost us upwards you know of two to five thousand dollars depending on yeah what what cares that makes needed. a big dent in your everyday care that you have to provide for all those mm-hmm. cats you have and then when we are like right now at full capacity in the shelter volunteers are always needed because our staff works very hard but there are not enough of us <laughs> and yeah. so we need help cleaning litter boxes we need help
help caring for the cats. And we even just need help petting the cats. People yeah. who come mm-hmm. socialize and pay attention and, you know, maybe pay extra special attention to Leonardo because he's a little shy, which mm-hmm. is not true. Leonardo's not shy. <laughs> uh, I was just pulling a name out. Um, yeah, it's uh, volunteers are really the only way that our organization works. So it's really helpful when people from the community can come down and, and help. And there's many ways to volunteer, not just at the shelter, but you can help with marketing. You can come take pictures. And then you can run food drives for us, which is always really nice and get in a big chunk of food so we don't have to worry about the order that month. It just saves everything to really help us continue to move forward. We only have eight staff members. We're super small. We're mom and pop and we really want to keep doing what we're doing. So, you know, just getting more people learning about us, knowing about us is is what we are really trying to do. Yeah, I don't know if you have ever hung out with uh, more than two or three cats at once, but eight staff members to <laughs> your peak 400 to 500 yeah. kittens. I mean, that's a, you definitely need volunteers. Go yes. volunteer yeah, that's right. <laughs> and help and hang out with the cats because trying to gather two to three cats is enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you guys are open space, right? So they're all just wandering yeah, around. Just oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah, Which I'm just trying I to love. visualize this too. I don't but, know how you oh, guys you are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we can do a side visit out there. I think that would be fun, a road trip. But to Kylie's point, it's a call to action to all of our listeners, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's monetarily as support or as in-kind support mm-hmm. uh, or, or it's just, just some time. emotional support for yeah. your team. Yeah, who doesn't want to go hang out with kittens? That's right. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's a great day, right? <laughs> that's a great day. Well, you know, Megan, it's been an absolute pleasure you know, having you on for our guest this afternoon. And Kylie, I know we really only touch the surface. And, but the Morgan Chamber of Commerce is proud to represent you here in Morgan Hill and, and of course, our surrounding neighbors, because I know you extend beyond Morgan Hill as well. And certainly, we're here to offer you our pledge of support on anything we can be doing going forward. Today is just one example of amplifying your message. And again, it's a call to action, listeners out there. This is the time to step up. But uh, we want to thank you for being here. Thank you guys for having me. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd also like to thank our listeners for joining the Morgan Hill Chamber of Commerce's Quick Five podcast. And stay tuned for the next in our series, Spotlighting Businesses and Nonprofits Proudly Serving Morgan Hill and Our Neighboring Communities. On behalf of myself, our show's producer and co-host, Kylie, and our entire Chamber of Commerce team, have a wonderful day, and we hope to see you in and around the greatest city in the Bay Area, Morgan Hill. TownCats has served the community of Santa Clara County for over 20 years, working to help homeless cats by rescuing and placing cats of all kinds into safe and loving homes. Located at 195 San Pedro Avenue, Suite 12 and 13 here in Morgan Hill, TownCats is currently home to around 80 kittens and cats who are in need of loving homes. They have rescued thousands of local kitties in need by giving them care, shelter, food, and love until someone adopts them into their forever home. As a nonprofit, TownCats is only able to do all they do with help from their community. If you're in a position to give, please visit towncats.org forward slash donate to make a contribution. They are also always in need of volunteers, so if you have time to spare and want to spend it helping animals in need, then reach out today. And like we said, there are currently around 80 kittens and cats looking for loving homes, and during TownCats Home for the Holidays promotion, you can adopt a furry friend for just $50 the whole month of December. And join TownCats in saying goodbye to 2023 at their New Year's party happening from 1pm to 5pm on December 30th. There will be light refreshments, games, and of course, cats. Follow TownCats on their Instagram and Facebook at TownCatsMH to keep up to date on events, promotions, and the kitties currently calling TownCats home. Give the gift of home this holiday season and adopt a new cat or kitten from TownCats. Thanks for listening to Quick 5 with the Morgan Hill Chamber of Commerce.